What if there was a way for your thoughts, your words, to be sent into the future and to be understood and appreciated by someone anywhere on the planet? Would that not make us, in a way, immortal and give us the power to communicate across time and space? I'm Bella St. John. Join us as we venture together to explore the history of those words, the history of the novel in A Novel Idea. Hello again. We are back for episode, goodness, what is this? Episode three of A Novel Idea. And this episode, we're going to be looking at epistolary novels. So I think I only actually learned that word about 10 years ago. Professor, what is an epistolary novel? Um, it's a novel um, that instead of having a uh, narrator who tells you the story in the third person is told by one of the characters or several characters in an exchange of letters between them. And in a way, uh, um, one purpose of this uh, style is to emphasize the uh, the, uh, how reliable the story is, because it is a witness to the action that narrates the action in, in, in the uh, uh, letter, and some of her or his friends answering this. You know, not always, uh, uh, but uh, often they are an exchange of, um, of, of letters, okay? And yeah. I, th I think as well, something that's that's interesting is that if you're you, if you have a narrator, it's almost like the reader is a voyeur. But if you if it's told in letters or journal entries, it's almost as though the author is writing to to the reader. Right, right. Yeah, it's more direct, definitely, definitely. And you feel, uh, depending how well it's done, but you, you feel like trusting a little bit more uh, what's going on. And I must say that the. Um, one of the oldest uh, <clears throat> examples that inspired um, various authors is an actual exchange of letters between, um, in, in, in the, I think in the um, uh, 12th or 13th century, between Abelard and Eloise. Abelard was a, 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 a monk and a theologian, and a good theologian uh, uh, at that time. Uh, but he had a uh, love uh, relationship uh, with Eloise, who was one of the faithful in that in that church, and they fell in love with each other. Um, it's a, and they exchange letters, and they letter their letters exist, and people read them, and they are very beautiful. I must say, the the, the story ended badly. I don't want to go because it's too cruel what happened, but but these letters were a model of love letters. And they, uh, it's not long, it's not one of these episodic uh, novels of hundreds and hundreds of pages, it's just, I, I don't remember exactly, but must be a, a, a 150 pages or something like that. And they were imitated in the 17th, 18th century. Uh, um, uh, there were this kind of, uh, no, even earlier, uh, um, Boccaccio also uh, um, wrote the, um, a little uh, uh, novella or novel, short novel, the letters of a woman who was in love and was abandoned. And she, she is, is narrating 
her her sadness and and her how hurt she is is very very beautiful and later on uh, the, the the famous letters of the, the uh, portuguese nun which were still very very popular when i was young written i think in the 16th 17th century um, and they were they people thought that they were um, actually written by this nun who is um, not completely a nun but uh, uh, she's a uh, master she would become a nun when she falls in love with uh, in 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 Spain or Portugal, uh, um, she is seduced by a, a French um, knight, uh, and, and who abandons her. And the five letters are fantastic. It's just five letters. Uh, uh, first, her love, then her sadness, then how she becomes strong and stronger, and uh, she is somebody, and she just despises this guy. It's really only in the much later. I think in uh, in the twentieth century. Uh, some good philologists uh, realized that it was written by a French uh, a man in the 17th century. <laughs> it, 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 it is a novel, okay? It's, it's not a, uh, like um, um, Abelard and Eloise. But when you read this, you are with her all the time, okay, with, with this nun. Yeah. Okay, so that raises an interesting question about what does it matter who the author is? Right, right. And not only uh, you ask a very important question, because when I was in school, you know, as a teenager and at university, uh, we talked about the author. We talk, when I was um, a little bit uh, in, in my 30s, there was this um, wave, people say, oh, don't talk about author, we don't know who is the author, talk about the narrator, is the narrator. We okay, yeah, there is an, a narrator, but behind this narrator, there is this guy who invents the story and writes it. This author, okay. So yes, yes, who is the? the, the I think that the, uh, uh, um, the author is not necessarily in the book. He's just the author of the book, okay. He's just the guy who built this book, okay. Yeah. Like just you don't see the architect who does. Uh, the architect doesn't live in the house. He did. The, he draw the house. Yeah. When we get to the next episode, we'll revisit this a little with regard to Sir Walter Scott, and and his yeah. first no yes his first novels and you know and the 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 all the excitement around who actually wrote this so right yeah, yeah. Of, that's, that's out that's out for our next next novel yeah. and it was interesting when you were just speaking about the letters told by these these women to tell a particular story it also just reminded me of Charing Cross Road which was also a series yeah. series of letters. But two, two in particular that I'd like to bring up here, uh, Robinson Crusoe, and yes. well, well, we'll do with Robinson Crusoe first. So again, you know, a lot of people don't know that this was told as far as, you know, as letters and journal, et, et cetera. What was the importance of Robinson Crusoe as a novel, but particularly as an epistolary novel? Yeah, that's a very, very good question because um, for someone to imagine the story of Robinson Crusoe um, shows how important, how it became, and more, how more and more important this idea of uh, this idea of being an individual and being able to survive by oneself. Okay, completely. And uh, and if you want to write this story, and it's a certain historical context, and this is not an impossible 
adventure. It's a possible adventure. It's things that happen. People do to be left alone on in, uh, in a uh, um, deserted uh, or inhabited island. Uh, it's um, um, it is uh, the question for the author is how can I make it believable? I cannot write it in the third person. I cannot say one day this because he's alone. He is the only one who can testify about what happened. Okay? And he's just going into this, uh, this testimony is about what happened outside and what happens inside himself. And also what is very, very beautiful in uh, this, when I was young, it impressed me immensely how he makes one friend. How is this possible? This friend with this, that doesn't know the, the name of, and he gives him the name of the day, yes. Friday. Okay. Yeah, they would. Uh, um, and how they, in this solitude, they need to cooperate. They need to cooperate and be together. And it is, in a way, I, 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 um, we cannot say that um, uh, Defoe had uh, read uh, uh, Heliodorus, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. But in a way, he rediscovered this idea. We, um, uh, in we are all together, and here it, we are all, even if we are lonely, we cannot be completely alone, and it doesn't matter with my father, with my mother, with your father, with the, we are together, and we need to be friends to survive in this world. Yes. That's fantastic in this novel. And so moving on to the other of the epistolary novels to touch on, Dear old Bram Stoker, the Irishman, and Dracula. So, and and it's actually, you know, with you being Romanian, I know that the whole Dracula <laughs> thing is a, a little point of contention. Um, but I, I found it fascinating. I asked a number of friends of mine, um, you know, with regard to uh, Dracula and how the novel was constructed. It's a, not one of the ones that I asked actually knew that it was a, seri a series of letters and journal entries. Yeah, and so it is so exciting you, when you read you just want to see what happens and you forget anything about later yeah let me just um because we speak of dracula we need perhaps to um make a distinction between various layers of of literature you know the um, and the most elegant and distinguished, eh? and it's also the, 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 mid, the uh, highbrow, midbrow, and lower. And this is a, um, um, belongs to a genre that developed very well in the 19th century. And I must say, uh, some of the snobs despise uh, uh, this more popular novel, but I'm sorry to confess that I love them, okay, and I read a huge amount of this program because they are for me and for people, and they don't want me just to admire how elegant uh, uh, the author is, but want me to have fun, okay? And in, in the case of Dracula, it's very well uh, done. It's a popular novel, and it has to be, uh, um, uh, uh, um, it's an epistolary novel because everything that happened is, is so implausible and so completely difficult it, it, uh, um, this um, uh, epistolary style tries to make it a little bit more plausible you know uh, um, uh, th there is somebody who tells you this story uh, 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 it happened it must have happened okay by the way uh, in Romania I visited uh, this in Transylvania okay so Transylvania uh, 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 it, it's a different province but, than mine, I'm from Bucharest, but uh, um, in, I, I visited the castle where... where, 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 where yeah, 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 yeah. 
I hope there will be a no, nothing happened. I, 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 uh, there was no ghost, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such, such a shame, such a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People used to say, nothing is like before, you know. No, no. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> with, the, with the epistolary novel, I think it's really important as we as we move on in later episodes, we'll talk about the, the graphic novel as well. And I think that there's that there's an, a crossover element between the, you know, telling a story through letters and almost the way that the story is told through the graphic novel. But we'll get to that in another episode. So for now, that's it for this episode. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the history History that never was historical fiction. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>